Hello, hello, everybody. Hello. Happy Thursday. Is it Thursday? Wednesday. How are you guys doing? I hope you guys are doing really well. Uh, today is day six of the author series. This series was highly requested. Last year, I did a IG stories series where for a week I came on and I shared some general things tips and things I've learned as an author. And this year I'm doing an IG live series. So if you're new to me, welcome. If you're new to the podcast, also welcome. My name is Danielle Desir. I'm a five-time author. And traditionally on the show, we talk about affordable travel, building wealth, paying down debt, But on occasion, we talk about content creation because I am a content creator. Not only am I a blogger, I'm also a freelance writer. Yes, you can hire me. I'm a podcaster and also I'm an author. So with that being said, a lot of what I focus on is creating content online. So that definitely does seep into the podcast. So if you're wondering, wait, the topics are kind of off. That is why. Um, so we actually have quite a bit of episodes where we talk to freelance writers, we've talked to authors and things like that. So in this series, I'm just sharing behind the scenes of what it takes as an indie author and the things that I've learned over the last couple of years publishing my five books. Today in particular, we're going to be talking all about how to deal with rejection because everything we talked about so far has been great strategies, tips, and all of that. But, you know, it does hit hard when you get rejected, when someone says that your book is not that great or they have some negative comments to say, it can really, it can negatively affect you. And that may even derail you from your mission and your ideas. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But as a quick recap, I just wanted to share with you, if you head over to my Instagram at the Danielle Desir, you're going to find all of the videos of this uh, series on the podcast. I actually started on day two, so you are missing day one, but Day one, we, we actually started with getting started with self-publishing. Day two, we covered setting expectations as an author. Day three, we covered outlining your book. Day four, finding beta readers. Day five, yesterday was promoting your book as an indie author. And today is dealing with rejection. So when it comes to dealing with rejection, I think this is something that I take really hard. I feel like over the past couple of years, I've been really working hard on how I react when I am opposed or when someone doesn't like what I'm doing. And it, it's it's really hard to get rejected. And I can give you a couple of examples of when this happened. So when I published my first book called Iceland Nature, Nurture and Adventure, I'll have the link in the show notes. When I published that Iceland travel guide, I was really nervous about sharing it out there in the world. But I had looked up to a influencer who has lived in Iceland for quite a bit of time. And I shared the copy of the book with her unsolicited. She didn't know I was going to do this, but I shared a copy of the book with her and she got back to me really, really quickly. And her comments were, it was meh. Like that was her, that was her thoughts on it. And it was, it was hurtful to hear that. Um, because again, you put so much thought into it, you, and especially for me, a lot of my prior work was based off of the blog posts I had written before that had done really, really well. So I thought I did pretty good, but her reaction and her suggestion was like, "Mm, it wasn't that great. So that was my first time as a first time published author, I was getting uh, some pushback and 
I definitely like I cried a bit. I was so, so, so like super sad about it. But I did not let that deter me from continuing on in my publishing journey. I I actually took notes on how I could improve. And that actually that feedback helps me to really think through critically when I'm writing more books, like what am I trying to portray? What am I trying to say? And how can I, again, help my audience? Because all of my nonfiction books are are really to help my audience solve a problem or to inform them about something. So definitely if I ever go back and rewrite that book, I'm going to take her feedback and her critiques into account. So that was actually my first book and I was faced with some objections and some criticism. And my second book, Affording Travel, Saving Strategies for Financially Savvy Travelers, that book, I got some feedback from folks in the travel industry and the person pretty much, number one, they caught some typos. (laughs) Even though I had an editor take a look at it, they did catch some typos in there. So they pointed that out. And also in addition to pointing out the typos, they also pretty much told me that my book wasn't worth $7.99, that I should pretty much go back and, and devalue the book to like 99 cents. And based off of what was happening on Amazon and based off of statistics and data, that was what they, that, that's what the, that was the evaluation that they had. They had that my book was overly priced and that, you know, I should consider number one, getting someone else to take a look at it in terms of copy, copy editing. And then another thing is to change the price down to pretty much free. And that was really hurtful. And like I said, I've struggled for a long time with rejection and I felt hurt and I was like kind of bummed out about it probably for the entire day, maybe the entire weekend. But I use that as an opportunity to improve the book. So I went back again and because my books are eBooks, it's so easy to go back and to make any changes and edits. So what I did is I went back and I read the book, reread the book. I found the typos that they addressed. I was able to adjust those and republish in that same day. And I took this as a learning, as a learning, as a learning objective. I had talked to one of my friends who's also a published author, and she reassured me that, listen, even like some of the big books that you know and love, like I, I heard even the Harry Potter books, like they have typos. So if you're an indie author and you're bootstrapping this, like you're going to expect that it's not going to be 100% perfect, right? So And I think I was really hard on myself that like, how did I not see this typo, even though I've read it like 50 times, you know, um, I am very, I'm like very big on like trying to be error free uh, in, in a sense. Uh, but now I'm just like, you know what, if I catch a typo or or if an audience, if a reader tells me, listen, I found a typo, I'm like, thank you so much for that. I must have missed it. Let me go ahead and change that. So I actually welcome welcome criticism more now because I know that that's going to help me to improve as a writer. So those were some of the comments, some of the, some of the comments that I've gotten that were pretty hard to swallow. And when I did look on Amazon to see what the pricing was, I did see pricing all over the place. There are books that are 99 cents. There are books that are 9.99. There's books that are $30. And for me, it's like, I'm sure there's like a, a formula for what's the right price for your book. But thinking about the transformation that I am promising my audience, I think that paying for a $7.99 book or a $9.99 book is not a bad thing. 
especially since I'm taking you step by step through the process, right? If I was actually creating a course, I'd probably charge you $200 for that um, or plus. So being able to get a book for $7.99 for me is a steal. So I was able to work through it by just, again, thinking that way. Um, So that in terms of, again, rejection was really hard. So not only getting rejected by my contents, but also getting rejected by finding typos, getting rejected by my price objections. Those were some of the things that were really, really hard early on. But like I mentioned before, every critique that I get, it will sting. It will sting for sure. It will hurt. But try to reframe that and see, okay, this person pointed something out. Is there ways that I can improve? Is there a way that I can can do better? Can I readjust typo? Can I, you know, add something, add some more things in there? And especially if you have an ebook, it's very, very easy for you to go back in and for you to update stuff as you go. So that is that is really helpful. Um, I would still say that I still struggle with uh, rejection. Um, it's not something that I've recovered a hundred percent from, but. I do think I am in a better place and I think that it's part it's part of what what a content creator has to do. So if you're creating content either as a writer or as a blogger or as a podcaster, there're going to be people who oppose you. There're going to be people who don't like what you have to say. You may get a negative review on the podcast per se or you may get a negative review on your book, but are you going to let that negative review stop you, right? Are you going to let that negative review or negative comment derail you from from what you're doing or are you going to use it as a learning objective are you going to use it as something that's going to help you to become a better writer and a better author okay so those are my just again just real world experience of two of the times that I've been rejected uh and another rejection could be that your audience may not be interested in the book that you're writing and I can give you an example that is fresh in my mind so my last book my fifth book planning local trips during a pandemic That is a book that I wrote because I knew that there were so many different things that came with planning a local trip right now that I wanted to make sure that I can share with my audience from from A to Z all the things because travel right now is so different from travel before. And unfortunately, if you're trying to travel and you're trying to use the same tactics that you used to do pre-pandemic, you're going to be very disappointed about that. So I wrote this book and throughout the writing process of writing this local travel pandemic guide, I was feeling discouraged because I'm like, oh my gosh, if there's a vaccine anytime soon, this book may be obsolete. I'm spending literally hours pouring into all this research, trying to make this as good as possible. And at any given time, the pandemic can be over. Uh, But also I realized that book sales weren't that high. So not only can you get rejected, meaning that people tell you, like they'd say no to your concepts or they critique you, but a lot of times people can reject you by just passing you up on your offer. So that is a form of rejection. So if I compare my local pandemic guide to my affording travel, my my best-selling book, my affording travel book, like the reactions are different, right? Uh... One, people love and people buy all the time and one, people don't really buy all the time. And I remember talking to my mom about it and I was like, mom, like, should I continue? Like, should I stop writing this book? I really feel like it's important. Like, there's just so many things that for us to consider. And she just said, encourage me. She's like, you know what? 
you things are changing so fast and this may be one of many pandemics okay and later down in the road you never know there may be a demand even though it might not be demand now but there may be a demand later for what you have to say so that kind of gave me the encouragement to keep going and is it my best selling book absolutely not it's not my best selling book but I realized that there were a lot of mindset shifts that I had to go through at writing that book. Not only am I writing a book that's timely, it could become outdated any moment. And also just the book sales weren't coming in that much. So that was just, it was a lot. It was a lot. And it came to the point for me that I had finished writing the book and I had told my editor that I was going to have it to them by X next date. And it was like two weeks past that date. And I knew that my uh, my publishing date from Amazon was coming up soon. So if I miss that publishing date, I'm in big water. Amazon might just reject me completely and I might not even be able to publish with them anymore. So I was literally hanging on to the book because in my closet or in my drawer because I did not want people to see because I didn't think it was going to be you know successful because it wasn't getting pre-orders. But I'm happy that I did. I pushed past it and I think having the editor be there was like like my accountability person. It was a person that was like, hey, listen, didn't you tell me that you wanted to get your book edited? So here I am now. That was really helpful. And I think, like I mentioned before, as an author, you're gonna get rejected. As a content creator, you're gonna get rejected either by what people say to you or what you say to yourself or by the lack of people buying your things or buying your products. And it's all about pushing through and pushing past that. So I wouldn't be able to say that I'm a five-time author right now if I let that first reaction, that first, ah, this was meh, if that, if I let that stop me, um, I wouldn't be. And I'm really proud of myself that I'm able to move past rejection, improve my craft, and be able to publish more books, okay? So that is all I have for you today. No, not really practical tips, but more so mindset. I think that's really important. Um, again, the more you put yourself out there, the more you're gonna be up for rejection. And dealing with that is gonna part is part of the part of the job, part of the job. Um, so tomorrow's day seven. I can't believe day seven. We're heading on our last two days tomorrow. Tomorrow we're gonna be talking all about what are we talking about tomorrow? Oh, tomorrow we're gonna be talking about the editor process. So the question is, should you hire an editor or should you not hire an editor? I have a lot of thoughts on that. I think that if you're gonna write a book and you want it to be taken seriously, getting an editor makes a lot of sense, especially if you're not, it's not your forte. Before I forget, uh, my six week writing intensive program is closing down. So I'm no longer accepting applications or no longer accepting people come in. On Friday's the last day. So if you want to write alongside me, if you want help with getting your books off published, meaning that not only gonna be your writing partner, but also we'll work on your book descriptions, your book covers, we'll work on your marketing plan. And my goal is at the end of the program, at the end of the six weeks, so by June, you'll have a manuscript ready for your editor to review and you can make sales and, and make some money off your ideas. So if that sounds great to you, head over to my link in my bio. If you're listening to the podcast, the show notes, you'll see the link and I'll see you guys tomorrow.